Since when exactly did we replace Sunday Fun Day with the Sunday Scaries? Today on Happier Music Teacher, how to fight the Sunday Scaries. Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. Hey, I just got a really exciting text. We are getting closer to the hard copy version, the paperback on Amazon of Happier Music Teacher, 50 Days to Being a Happier Music Teacher at Home and at School. Of course, it's always available on F-flat books, and I hope you will support them in your mission if you want an e-book. But if it doesn't feel like a real book to you unless you hold it in your hands, I really can't wait to share it with you. I'll let you know when it releases. Ugh, the Sunday scaries. Is there anything worse than enjoying your Sunday with your family, relaxing, resting, and then your mind starts racing, or you get that pit in your bottom of your stomach about going to your job? I don't think it means your job is that terrible. I think it was just we fall into a trap. I can't wave a magic wand and make the Sunday scaries go away, otherwise I do it for myself, but I think there's a few things we can do to make them a little less bad. I think the number one thing we can do to fight the Sunday scaries is make Mondays less scary. So a few things you can do with that, and one that I will just always stick to. If you can avoid it, don't start a new lesson on Mondays. When I was at a campus for the first time a few years ago, I had that fifth grade class with that fifth grade girl, and man, she put me through the ringer. To make it worse, it was on Mondays, and it always was the start of a brand new lesson for me. So as a less experienced teacher, that lesson was a little rougher. You piled the stress of that class on with the stress of that lesson, and it was not good. I don't know where I saw the idea, but I finally wised up, and I'd highly recommend it if possible for you. Don't start your new lessons on Mondays. Mondays are challenging enough. The kids are probably coming off a hard weekend. You might have traveled. You might not have slept well. Who knows what happened over the weekend? But Mondays are bad enough without making them worse. So if I could do anything, start those lessons on a Tuesday instead. Everyone's going to be better regulated. It's going to be easier. Trust me on this one. No big lessons or big new units on Mondays if you can help it at all with your rotation. Along that same lines of making Mondays less scary, let's make food prep on Mondays less scary. When you come home on a Monday, you do not feel like making an elaborate dinner. That is a great time to make a planned leftovers night. It is a great time to have your husband or significant other grill over the weekend, and so you could eat on those leftovers on Mondays. You might even make that your rotisserie chicken and bag salad night. That's probably what's going to happen here tonight. Think that through whatever you need to do to make Mondays easier. There might be restaurants with specials on Mondays. Life is tough enough without doing new lessons and elaborate meals on a Monday evening. The next tip I have is do some Sunday prep, but some of what you all do just exhaust me to think about it. I don't think you have to have every single meal for the week prepped. I don't think you have to do every single health and beauty thing on a Sunday night. I don't think you have to do every bit of laundry in your home on a Sunday. I really think that Sunday is a day to rest and worship. So if you haven't tried that, implement just a little bit, but don't stress about the whole next week. What I think in terms of on a Sunday is... Really, what is the bare minimum I need to do to make Monday serviceable the next day? 
as we always said, we're going to make it as manageable as possible, even down to not trying to put appointments on Mondays if possible or meetings if we can avoid it. Just make Monday the easiest that you can. You will not be sorry. Okay, this one stings a little bit. If you can, try not to go too far out of your normal routine with alcohol and caffeine on Sundays. It feels so good to have a second cup of coffee on Sunday mornings, and it feels so good if you're out with your family to maybe have a drink. But if you start to go much beyond your normal limits, you're going to find that you're just like a toddler, your days and your nights are mixed up, and you're having a hard time getting back to your rhythm for Mondays. If you can, I like to catch up on the sleep a little bit on the weekends, but if you're just really doing crazy swings, sleeping until noon, and then you're trying to get up the next day around 6, that's harsh. So as much as possible, if you could just make it a little easier on yourself, a little closer with your wake and sleep times, and a little cautious with your use of alcohol and caffeine, um, what is alcohol is a depressant and caffeine is a stimulant. And so you really are kind of one pill makes you smaller, Alice in Wonderland. So let's be real careful about the alcohol and caffeine as you're going into the week. You do not have to be some monk or some stoic. I think there are things in life to enjoy, and caffeine and alcohol are two that I enjoy. But like I said, just keep it manageable for yourself so you can sleep well the night before. As I get older, I don't sleep as well as I used to. I used to be a world-class champion sleeper. I could just knock it out. The world could be crumbling around me, and I would get a good night's sleep. No problem. Anytime, I was fine. But now, as I'm aging, not so much. So, I'm just going to give you a piece of advice. Uh, my son, Sitter for years and years, Miss Barbara, I would hear little sounds coming out from his monitor or sometimes big sounds coming out from his monitor and it was clear he was done with his nap. And she wouldn't just rush to get him up, which I didn't understand. And she was not being lazy. There was nothing lazy about Miss Barbara. What she would always tell me is, Mama, he's resting. So if you're not sleeping well, instead of beating yourself up or tossing and turning or getting more angry or more anxious about how little sleep you're getting the next day, instead, Decide that you're resting. You're still in the bed. You can still close your eyes. You can still breathe slowly and calmly. You can still relax your mind. You can give your troubles to God. So even if you're not sleeping well, just bank on the fact that your body is getting some rest while you're there in the bed at the time and that you're going to have to catch up another time. Another way to combat the Sunday scaries is call your mom. I've said this in another podcast, but Sunday is a great day to connect. It's a family day. So if you don't have your mom locally, or if you do maybe see her in person, that's a great time to call your mom. I can remember vividly in my mind my grandma Ribble having her little leg tucked underneath her in her chair, talking to my cousin Tom, my uncle Tom, excuse me, who lived in California, and my grandma was in Illinois. She rarely, if ever, saw Tom for years and years, but boy, she had the time of her life talking to him on a Sunday afternoon. So if that's not part of your rhythm, that is something that maybe you drop some of the chores and pick up calling your mom. Just to backtrack a little bit on the point of not using Sunday for everything, if you are really overdoing the meal prep, the laundry, even lesson planning, checking your work email on Sunday, no wonder you have the scaries. If you use it for all the things, you can start that race out exhausted before you even run it. So I really recommend the idea of fuel up on Sundays, get yourself really in a good headspace instead of stuck in the scaries by trying to make everything perfect ahead of time. Sometimes I say we have more control than we think. The opposite is actually true, too. We also have less control than we think. Here's an idea for your Sunday to make it less scary. Rest. And real restorative rest, not counterfeit. Laying on your couch, watching your Netflix queue with 
snacks is nice. Not going to lie. It has its charms. But there's something about it that isn't as restorative as other types of rest. Um, I should do an episode sometime. I think there are seven types of rest. So think about real restorative rest. As a society, we kind of have put it in a small box that thinks that it has to be a screen. It has to be a couch. There has to be food that's bad for your body. And I just reject all that. So be countercultural and get real restorative rest on Sunday and see if it helps with the scaries. I am guilty here, but scrolling social media is not a substitute for genuine connection. And checking your work email on Sunday, don't do it. Don't do it. Something's going to get you worked up and you're not going to like, and there goes your Sunday. It will all keep till Monday. Trust me. One of the issues with scrolling social media, and like I said, no judgment here, I'm totally guilty, is that you get the feeling like, oh, there's that cute picture of their baby. Oh, I like to see their vacation. Oh, look at them. I miss them. I'd like to connect with them. But you don't connect with them. You may not even write a comment to them. If you're like me, you might just mindlessly like or love or whatever as you scroll through. And you feel like you're spending time with people, but you're not. You're spending time with the screen. It does not get you any closer to them. And it gets you further away from the people in your actual house. So if you're feeling like Sunday Scaries or eating your lunch a little bit, part of the root problem might be that you're scrolling social media for relaxation and it's having the opposite effect. Depending on your schedule, I think schedule a friend date on Sundays. Great time to walk with a friend once it cools down, go out for a cup of coffee, probably decaf, we talked about this already, eat some pie if you're okay having the sugar, think about or see a movie, whatever would be fun for you on that time. Most of us complain we don't see our friends enough. Great way to combine it and also get you a little more relaxed. And nothing like some coffee with a friend to get you in a more relaxed state of mind for the upcoming week. Finally, when it's possible, try to set yourself up for a soothing evening. Now, just because I'm the self-care person doesn't mean I do yoga and drink chamomile tea. Um, But if that's your thing, hey, go for it. But if you're scrolling your work email, listening to a few murder podcasts, doom scrolling Twitter, and then you wonder why you're stressed, I think I found the root of your problem. Think about things that soothe and relax you. Like I said, it does not have to be traditional self-soothing. It does not have to be any, even my idea of a good time. But think about what would make a soothing, relaxing evening for you. Is it shutting the house down a little bit earlier? Is it letting everyone scrounge for Sunday supper so you don't have to cook? Is it a hot bath? Is it a walk? Is it going to sleep early? You know what that is for you, and you know what's soothing and what is stimulating for you. So as you get into that evening, probably earlier than you think on Sunday, start just winding down to make the evening as soothing as possible for a good on-wrap to the upcoming week. So let's bring Sunday Fun Day back. In summary, here's how to make your Sundays less scary. Number one, make your Mondays less scary. No starting new lessons, no elaborate meals. Number two, don't conquer the whole next week. Unless that helps you out, conquer just the next day, which is already going to make as manageable as possible. Number three, watch the alcohol and caffeine, per usual. I hate being the bearer of bad news. Number four, if you're not sleeping well, ease into it. Focus on resting your body and mind, the Miss Barbara story. Number five, don't overdo all your prep on Sunday so you get too tired to run the race of the work week. Number six, call your mom. Number seven, real restorative rest, not the world's counterfeit. Number eight, don't scroll social media as a substitute for real human interaction. Number nine, the friend date, whatever that looks like for you and your friends. Or a date date with your spouse, why not? And number 10, have a soothing, intentional evening with your friends or your family. 
Today's Mindset Minute is one word, joy. At the beginning of the year PD for my elementary music cohort in my district, we were asked what one word we would put on our t-shirt, and the first word that sprung immediately to mind for me was joy. I want you to prioritize that in your classroom, not just for your students, but also for yourself this year. Your joy counts. I have so many thoughts and feelings on this, it should probably be its own podcast. But if we do anything at work, whether we keep our records perfectly or do our classroom decor perfectly or do a perfect program, focus on joy. These kindergarten students, it is their first time ever in your classroom. And yes, it's like herding cats and it's stressful and you're tired, but think about making that the most joyful place that you can imagine it will be. Now, does that mean you have to be loose and sloppy on your discipline? No, I'm not at all. But what it does mean is if you ever have the decision when you're picking something for your lesson plans, pick the one that's more joyful, most joyful for you, most joyful for them. You know, having classes on repeat for a six-day rotation reminds me a lot of being at Bush Gardens, where we would do five shows a day, six days a week. It could probably give you a little bit of a grind, but for those people who are in the audience, this was their first time to be at Bush Gardens, probably for the season, and it was not inexpensive, and it was their time with their families, so we really had to give it our all for them to have the best experience possible. I think that with our students, too. For our little ones, it is their very first time in school, but even for our older ones, we want them knowing that music is a joy to be around, not a drudge. Doesn't mean you can't have rigor, but in my mind, I think part of the dropout problem in our schools is when the joy left. So you are one of the people on our campus who is in a unique position to bring the joy. Bring it this year. Bring the joy. This week's verse of the day, Matthew 28, verse 20b, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. On this week's People Podcast and Promotions, I'd like to draw your attention to a new resource available from Jessica Grant. This is called William's Song. It's by Jessica Grant and illustrated by Anna Betts. The interactive flipbook and teaching guide are available on fflatbooks.com, and then a hard copy of the book, if you prefer that, is available on amazon.com if you search under William's Song. Music lives inside each of us. William's song is the real-life story of William Dale, Jessica's grandfather. Follow along as you see how music moves throughout his life and spreads to others. This story is a great way for parents and teachers to help children recognize the music inside them and how it can be experienced and shared with others. William's song is told through gorgeous illustrations by Anna Betts and poetic text by Jessica Grant. Here's an example of the text. Music through each breath and song. Music through my whole life long. My mind goes to that for a great back-to-school resource. It also makes me think it'd be wonderful for uh, Music in Our Schools Month in March. William's Song, available on F-Flat Books and Amazon by my friend Jessica Grant. I'd like to thank and welcome the new followers for the show. If you'd like to follow, that means you receive it in your feed every week, but you don't know how, here's what you do on an iPhone or an iPad. First, you're going to open your podcast app. Second, you're going to browse or search for the show. Third, you're going to tap the show to see its information page. And finally, you're going to tap the follow button. Thanks for following. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.